Hi, I'm Sadie. I'm American and I'm living in Japan. Konnichiwa. I'm Akane. I'm Japanese and I'm living in US. And this is the Foreign Exchange Program. In this show, we invite you to listen in on our insightful discussions about language, culture, society, and personal experiences living and thriving in a foreign country. All right, so what's today's topic? We are going to talk about pronunciation. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so we'll share some of our difficulties pronouncing certain words in our second languages. We'll also go over some points we've noticed our students struggle with. Ready to get into it? Yes. All right, so Akane. Would you be so kind and share some of your difficulties with English pronunciation? Yes, of course. But <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but there's so many. Yeah. Like pronunciation is really difficult for me. And then still I have a lot of uh, difficulties. Mm-hmm. And one thing is actually we just talked about so contracted sound like when we make shorter words like Mm -hmm. so i said we'll also go over some points earlier Mm -hmm. i usually don't say i just say we will Mm -hmm. because sometimes i'm not sure proper pronunciation and also I think I have fear people can understand my pronunciation. Then Mm. I feel like it's it's better to pronounce we will. Then it's clear. Sure, it's easier to understand if Mm -hmm. you have the full phrase, right? I get that. But I feel if I keep doing it, it sounds not uh, fluent enough. Yeah, it can almost sound unnatural in a different way, mm-hmm. right? Because especially in just daily conversation with your friends or family, mm-hmm. unless you're doing it for emphasis or some sort of specific reason, we contract things all the time. It's very natural to do so. Mm. So, yeah, I can see that turning into a completely different mm. <laughs> issue. Maybe not a pronunciation issue, but a fluency kind of issue if it's yeah. relied on too much. Mm. I think, you know, I don't think it's a bad strategy for beginners to say the words all separately, but mm. personally, as soon as they know what those words mean, mm-hmm like we will, and they learn how to use those words separately. As soon as they get that, I would make the students or encourage the students to start using the contracted forms because Mm. in, again, in daily life, in everyday situations, those are, (laughs) those are the ones you're going to come across more often or use more often the contracted forms. Yeah, that's true for, yeah, I think also, I didn't have much chance to learn or practice those sounds. Maybe mm-hmm. until high school English, mm-hmm. we didn't, we have lesson for pronunciation. I think it called like all oral class, mm-hmm. but it's really, how can I say like a detail oriented it's not oh, so. like I don't see like in the big picture. Like, so my English is very choppy. Mm-hmm. Like ah, it's more like isolated, right? Yeah. You practice a sound isolated, maybe within words or just making the sound by itself, but not yes. like in full sentences or conversations. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, okay. So, for example, we learn how to pronounce TH or like mm. RL, but I didn't have much chance to learn like uh, in the big picture how to mm. read a sentence. Maybe this is more like 
uh, fluency rather than pronunciation. But at the end, when I struggle with a pronunciation, like how to pronounce when I, like, uh, you know, sometimes native speaker don't pronounce clearly each sound. Mm. But I understand when people pronounce in that way, but I cannot do. <laughs> mm, it's really hard to copy that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And these contractions are a good example of that mm -hmm. because we often drop part of the sound or it, you know, it's not emphasized as the main part of the sentence usually. Mm -hmm. So in isolation, it would sound different than in a sentence context. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. I definitely want to work on those practice, how to mm -hmm. pronounce smoothly, how to say sentence smoothly mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's a good goal and it's a common problem I think yeah mm. and other issues I have is <laughs> R and L yep of course <laughs> uh, classic <laughs> and then uh. this is very bad because sometimes we had miscommunication. Yes. Like isolation things, usually people understand, just sound choppy, but they understand. Mm. But R and L. <laughs> so <laughs> there are so many words in the English language that, you know, if you change an R for an L, the word changes, the meaning changes. Yes. So it's crucial to be able to pronounce these sounds clearly and distinctly, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So the there are a lot of examples I made mistake. I uh -huh. think common one is like rice and lice. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> It's so gross. I'm sorry. <laughs> but this one, usually people understand from the context. Yes. So even I mean, I, I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. even I made mistake the pronunciation, I don't have that much big issue. Mm -hmm. But the other day I had was, I wanted to say clubhouse, clubhouse. Mm -hmm. like oh uh, my friend had a wedding at the clubhouse or my uh -huh. friend had a birthday party at the clubhouse and then I wanted to tell my friend had a had a birthday party at the clubhouse to mm. to my mother-in-law mm. but I said crab house yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I made mistake L and L and also Ugh. U and A. <laughs> so this is really bad. Ooh, that's a double hitter right there. So she thought I went to like a seafood restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds nice. <laughs> what did you get to eat? Yeah. Did you have? Did you try the crab? Yeah. <laughs> Where is it? No, I no, no, no. <laughs> Oh no. I think the like a uh, conversation goes like when like oh so oh that's good. And then what did you eat? She asked and I said, "Oh, I had a like a steak and like a ham." And then you know, I didn't say any seafood. Mm -hmm. so, like, "Oh, there's no seafood even crab <laughs> house." Like <laughs> Oh no, I meant I wanted to cloud house. <laughs> oh <laughs> yes, yes. That was the really bad. <laughs> yeah. These unfortunately I find also it's true with my students. R and L are just so hard for them to learn how to pronounce. It's so tough. I mm. kind of half give up like R and L. I, I, I'm trying, but I didn't like expect I can do 
perfectly all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's like your mouth won't do what your brain is telling it to. There's like a disconnect between the two. Mm. They're not communicating properly, so you can't get the sound out the way that it's supposed to, I think. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, this is really difficult. Mm. But Absolutely. Yeah, I I want to work on Yeah, still but I, I'm, I'm working on, but it's so hard. The other one is uh, teen, like 17 uh-huh. and 70. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, for example, when we talk about age, maybe mm. we can understand. No, she cannot be 70, you know? <laughs> Yeah, if you're looking at somebody and talking <laughs> about their age, but if you're talking about somebody who's not there, mm-hmm. it's a lot harder to understand, <laughs> yeah. right? Because we don't know the person, so. Yeah, mm. that is hard. And mm-hmm. also, but this one, I'm kind of big for 7TY, 7T. I pronounce more D, 7D. Yeah, right? 70, 70. 70. Mm-hmm then people can figure out. Mm-hmm. So I'm fine with it, but I had a difficult time for a long time. Yeah, this one's tricky too, because again, it sounds different in isolation than it does in a sentence. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where a lot of the mistakes come in. Sure, sometimes you only say the number, like he's 17 or whatever. Mm-hmm. But sometimes... It's like, oh, I have a 17-year-old car. Suddenly Mm -hmm. the stress starts to change. I have a 70-year-old car. It starts Mm -hmm. to sound more similar and less distinct. So that's absolutely a really common problem and one that needs to be looked at, not just in isolation, but in a sentence context, I think, to help. Mm. Yeah. So same as from semantic like a make semantic confusion is can and can't. Yep. <laughs> That's so hard. And then this it's... is really important to clarify, right? <laughs> yeah. And this one is really hard to explain too, because it's like, okay, there's a T, but you just don't pronounce it <laughs> for can't. Why? <laughs> Isn't that can? <laughs> It's really, really confusing and can absolutely cause big misunderstandings if you're not careful with it. So mm. yeah, can and can't. If you just say it like that, can, can't, they're very similar. Yeah. Again, though, if you do use it in a sentence, it becomes a little bit clearer usually because can is often unstressed. Mm. So it goes from can't to can most mm. of the time. Mm. But can't, because it's got a negative, generally is pretty clear. Can't. I can't go this weekend. Sorry. Uh. Whatever. I can go. I can go. Right. Goes from can to can. So mm. do you have do you have sometimes confusion when you talk to native English speaker with can and can't yeah no Uh, (laughs) not really not that I can think of I see because again to me in a sentence it becomes clear which you're using because can defaults to an unstressed Mm. position unstressed pronunciation it's Mm. just the k and the n basically Mm. And that sounds very different to me than can't, can't, which can't. I know is the negative, I even see. though there's no T. <laughs> uh... So they, they don't look the way or they don't sound the way that they're spelled, but they do sound different enough in a sentence that I, I can, <laughs> I can figure it out. <laughs> I see. Right. So, yeah, there's not usually a lot of confusion there. Mm. Mm. So I tend to use be able to. (laughs) (laughs) Which is okay, but I don't feel like we use it that often in that, like, (laughs) 
casual conversation either. It sounds proper. Like, uh, are you able to do this? Would you be able to do this? Sounds polite. (laughs) So if you're just talking to your husband or something, oh, would you be able to get the light for me or the door or something? This sounds really weird. (laughs) Of course we can understand it, but it's like, why are you being so polite? (laughs) (laughs) What is happening? (laughs) So I would, I would caution anyone who who's trying to do what you do, (laughs) because again, while it's clear, you can understand clearly each word, the fluency of it, the naturalness Mm -hmm. of that exchange gets compromised, I think becomes a little strange. Mm -hmm. So I like your strategy, but I would just be careful with that. (laughs) (laughs) In in the wrong context, it could sound very funny. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And the last thing I still have difficulty is V sound and Mm. F. I mm-hmm. think I would say I'm more bra- lazy to do this because in Japanese, <laughs> we don't have the sound. So, I mean, I should say v or f, but mm-hmm. I feel I don't do all the time. <laughs> Not always I don't do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because I yeah. think I'm just lazy. <laughs> mm. And these ones don't. They don't tend to cause as much confusion, I think, Mm, if you're a little relaxed on them. Mm -hmm. Part of it, too, is especially the V. In Japanese, it's more of a B sound, right? Mm. Like DVD. It's like Mm. a B-ish kind Mm -hmm. of sound. And I would say in Spanish, too, the V is more like a B sound. Mm -hmm. So maybe to at least American English speakers, that difference is not so strange if they Mm -hmm. are around a lot of Spanish speakers with accents they can understand it and pick up on it and maybe feel kind of used to it so Mm -hmm. even though you're Japanese speaker that has something kind of in common with Spanish speakers and I think it's easier to recognize than Mm -hmm. R and L which is like oh my gosh it changes so many things right yeah (laughs) so maybe I need to I think uh, I think that's why I kind of uh, my pronunciation stuck. Uh, I mean, I didn't. I got lazy to differentiate. It fossilized. <laughs> yeah, definitely fossilized. Uh. So, I really think this is not good. I should pronounce properly, but mm. I know I don't. <laughs> at least you are at least you know what your flaws are you can recognize them right that means oh you're so nice (laughs) (laughs) that's the first step and then someday if you work up the energy to do it you know what you need to work on and you can just get to it but (laughs) it's easier said than done right yeah But um, how about your students who mm-hmm. learn English? Do they have like similar difficulties or do they have another difficulties? Yeah, I mean, there are a lot, of course, and there's quite a bit of overlap with what you already said. Um, I just picked out a few, but I could talk about this for days. Uh, <laughs> the first one, like you mentioned, is the R and L difference. So red versus lead, right versus light, these Mm -hmm. kinds of things. Very hard. The next one that I don't think you talked about, but it causes, (laughs) it causes some problems is the C versus she sounds or C versus she. These are very challenging. So like seat versus sheet. And a, a very common one that <laughs> is unfortunate, but sit versus sh, it, yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> I did it before. Yeah, it, it unfortunately happens a lot. And I remember like the first time that happened, 
I didn't know what to do. Like, should I acknowledge this and tell them this is <laughs> inappropriate? So be careful or which is basically what I did. I said, Hey, you might want to be careful with this because this word means like to sit in a chair. And <laughs> this <laughs> other word is a inappropriate, <laughs> kind of a bad, <laughs> a bad word. So you, you don't, you don't want to say it. I didn't go into much detail, but <laughs> I at least told them to avoid that second one if possible. <laughs> but it's hard. It's hard when yeah. you have that, you know, they have no idea. And to them, it, they know their intention is to say the word sit with the meaning sit. Mm. So even if it comes out the wrong way, they're still imagining sit, right? Yes. Exactly. It's really, really hard to get that, to connect with them, that other meaning. Yeah. That's why sometimes my mouth just said it. Yeah. In my head or in my mind, I want to say this word, but yeah. for some reason, my mouth slipped and yeah. say something else. <laughs> right, right, right. So, yeah, that's a big one very please be very careful with that <laughs> <laughs> Japanese speakers who are trying to learn English this C versus she and this si versus she mm. um another one that I noticed that you touched on a little bit is like foo versus who you mentioned foo mm. but foo and who who like f-u and h-u mm. these are very mixed up a lot so for example oh, with company yeah. names like in english the streaming service hulu mm. who hulu hulu <laughs> yeah hulu the hulu. h-u mm. hulu but in japanese it's pronounced fulu mm. hulu. Hulu. hulu yeah hulu. Hulu. with the f-u sound mm. or another common one is yahoo versus yafu Ah, I hear that all the time. Yahoo. Yeah. Yahoo versus Yahoo. Yahoo. Uh -huh. Yahoo. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's hard. Comes, it is. It is. <laughs> because those sound like the who, who, Japanese, you don't use that who, who sound very much. Mm. Yeah. I hear that one quite a bit too. Um, and there are, I could spend, hours talking about this but those are a few of the ones that I notice the most mm. just isolated sounds wise yeah another big problem they have in general is figuring out the stress in a sentence yeah what the rhythm and the stress of a sentence in English is very unique and very different from Japanese we have a lot of mix of unstressed versus stressed syllables mm -hmm. that creates the kind of music that English is. Mm -hmm. And that plus the intonation as well. People struggle a lot with that. And I think it probably goes back to what you were talking about earlier with when you learned English in school, especially pronunciation, it was more focused on isolated sounds or words and not looking at a whole phrase or a whole sentence mm. and how to put those extra pieces together where the loud parts and the soft parts are mm. where the high parts and the low parts are mm -hmm. um so that all often often causes a lot of very strange sounding rhythms mm. it's even worse when you know, sometimes Japanese borrows words from other languages and they borrow quite a few words from English, but sometimes the stress is different. Mm. Like one that I just heard recently and I hear it all the time. In English, we say idea, idea. Uh... In Japanese, idea, mm. idea. <laughs> like that. Volantia. Yeah, volantia. Yeah. Yes, yes. Mm, yeah, there are so true. many of these so they're already familiar and they know probably that it's an English word so they think maybe mm. <laughs> the pronunciation is very similar or the same but the stress is often very different which yeah. causes unnaturalness 
that kata we call it katakana english that is a huge issue with japanese speakers learning english i think mm. and then put it in a sentence and try and add in all the other stressed and unstressed syllables and high and low tones and it's just like overwhelming for a lot of people i, think. Mm, I agree <laughs> It's a lot to think about all at once before yeah. you get comfortable with it, right? Mm -hmm. So I understand, but yeah, I would say those are some of the biggest issues I notice mm -hmm. with my students. They try their best, they do. <laughs> all you can do is encourage them and, you know, yeah, practice just keep, a lot. Yeah, keep practicing, trying, mm -hmm. get mm -hmm. a lot of feedback, yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And learn which words, if you mess up the sounds, end up being swear words. Learn those first <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and true. avoid them at all costs. <laughs> That's priority number one. <laughs> okay. So next, Sadie, do you have any difficulties to pronounce certain things or you don't have anything? I wish I could say I was a flawless speaker and that my pronunciation was immaculate, but I cannot, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> Although I will say it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, of course, there are some things yeah. that I struggle with just because the sounds that are made in Japanese are a lot of them are different from what's made in English. Mm -hmm. um, so let me think of a few examples. One thing that I touched on that my students have trouble with in English is like tone and stress, remembering which Japanese uses kind of high tones and low tones. And sometimes I mix up which ones to use, which mm. can change the meaning of the words. So for a couple of examples, like kare versus kare. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Or hashi versus hashi, mm. <laughs> which is like, you know, bridge and chopsticks. The first one is like guy and curry, like the mm -hmm. food. <laughs> mm -hmm. So those types of things I, I often forget because they're spelled quite similarly, usually in the, mm -hmm. the Japanese syllabary. So hiragana, if you were to spell it out based on how it sounds. Mm -hmm. It doesn't show a difference in tone. Mm. Hashi and hashi would be H-A-S-H-I. Mm. Either way. But you have to learn the tone for each of them. Yeah. Right? Because the meaning is different. So for chopsticks, you have to say hashi. Mm. <laughs> Did you forget? <laughs> Yeah, so depends on accent, the meaning is different. So we really have to be careful. Hashi versus hashi. Mm. But of course, we have to remember, but usually we can understand from the context. Yeah, I just have these memories from when I was first taking Japanese lessons and my teacher corrected me over and over again, like, Cut it versus cut it. Like, no, you need to <laughs> cut it. The first one, cut it is like boy, he, mm -hmm. guy, right? But I kept saying, cut it, what, cut it, what? And she's like, no, no, no. Because <laughs> it sounded like the food, cut it. Cut it. Kind of. Yeah. But so I, the full food one, you can like uh, make longer. Kale. Yeah. Versus I don't know. Cut it. Yeah. Kale. And now, do you know there is a fish called kale? There's a fish? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, maybe I add more uh, difficulty. I already can't remember the difference between. <laughs> but so, again, this is something I struggle with getting the correct tone. Yeah. Words. It happens all the time where I use a high tone where there should be a low tone or mm. vice versa. So even if they can understand what I'm saying, it definitely sounds unnatural. Like mm. They can tell my pronunciation is not natural sounding. Yeah. Right? But one thing I can say, of course, some words are fixed, like hashi versus hashi. 
but mm. sometimes for some words it depends on area mm. like Tokyo mm. versus Osaka or something yes for example I had a friend she said shoes as kutsu mm-hmm. but I say kutsu mm. so I don't say she pronounced incorrectly because she's mm-hmm. native Japanese just sure her accent from her hometown or something I forgot mm-hmm. where she's from but that's both correct yeah I noticed maybe I told you this already but I noticed it too the last time I visited Osaka we were talking with somebody and for the word yesterday in like the Kanto the Tokyo dialect it's kino kino mm. But in Osaka, they were saying kino. But in uh, the Tokyo dialect, that word has a different meaning. <laughs> it means uh, like yeah. features or something. The definition is different there. So I agree. It, even regionally, the difference in tone can <laughs> vary a lot, mm-hmm. which makes it confusing. But I try just to focus on Tokyo dialect only. <laughs> mm, that, that, that's good. <laughs> Yeah. First, first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's definitely a struggle that I have. Um, another thing that I take it, or I have issues with sometimes is, you know, Japanese speakers have trouble with the R and L sounds. So, vice versa. Sometimes I have trouble with the Japanese R mm. sounds. Um, if it's just once in a word, like the U or something, which means reason. There's only one R sound in a word. It's okay. But if there are multiple in a row, it's really hard. Mm. So in Japanese, the word for to eat is taberu, right? <laughs> but if you want to say can eat, can eat, like I can eat something, you say taberade. Mm. there's three r sounds in a row and that i can do it but if i'm speaking fast i get tongue-tied all the time Mm. with that Uh, it's really hard yeah (laughs) it's really hard and (laughs) i don't know how to master that my tongue can't like keep up with all that movement it's really hard (laughs) really really tricky so yeah I yeah. think that's common mm. it's hard I have seen a lot of students said it's hard to pronounce it's really tough because <laughs> everything from line. yeah yeah so that's why it's hard and then exactly I, yeah and then also we want to use tabelareru a lot of times you know, mm-hmm. it's frequent, like word. It's not yeah. something you use once, once a year. Maybe yeah. you use like sometimes every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to kind of go around this, I've heard and I've noticed and confirmed that some Japanese speakers drop the da. So mm. instead of taberareru, they say tabereru. yes it's confirmed I've heard it out in the world I know it exists (laughs) and to me even just dropping that one extra sound makes it a lot easier to say Mm. it's when you have multiple of that r sound back to back that's really hard for me Mm. you brings really good topic so it's called lanuki kotoba and Uh, it's really so Traditionally, we have to say taberareru, and that's right. grammatically correct. But mm. as you are struggling with, <laughs> I think a lot of Japanese also sometimes difficult to pronounce. Mm. And la lanuki, so get rid of la, then become taberareru. It's a lot easier to say. Yeah. So I heard like recently a lot of young people, they tend to use lanuki kotoba, Mm -hmm. saying what with a la. 
、食べれる、うん、あとなんだろう What else? <笑>、uh, 覚える覚えれる Yeah 覚えれる That's a good one Yeah all the, the ruverbs Sorry ruverbs Even when I'm not thinking I <laughs> say it wrong <laughs> Yeah anyways yeah. The ru verb group. There's a group of verbs in Japanese that ends with the character ru,、mm-hmm. the sound ru, and yeah, those yeah. ones change in the same way. So they、mm-hmm. would all be affected by this ru drop、mm. kind of phenomenon. But yeah, I've had teachers talk about it. And then I noticed my father in law does this. So,、mm. and sometimes my <laughs> husband does as well. So I'm like, I'm just going to talk like that. <laughs> It's much easier. <laughs> Or you can be grammar police. Ah, you didn't say that. Oh, didn't no, 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 Because it's hard for me too. So I, I, I look at them with empathy, <laughs> not criticism. <laughs> But yes, so consecutive R sounding,、uh, R sound is very hard for me.、Mm. Another one that's kind of similar because it has to do with R sounds is when R is combined. You can combine R with、uh, certain sounds. So, for example,、uh, the plus U, you can make you. I'm not good at these at all. The plus yo, yo. It's really hard for me to make those sounds correctly. I have to think very hard about it、mm. to get the sound to come out right. So, like, yoko, like travel, it's a common word, but the yo, yo, it's hard to say.、Mm. It always feels difficult to move my mouth to、mm. make that sound come out. And it's used, those sounds are used all the time in Japanese.、Mm. So it's、yeah. kind of obvious if I make the mistake. <laughs> That's true. That's、yeah. also common. But the interesting thing is, I think you don't have any trouble p r o n o u n c e the、mm-hmm. and yo, right? Yeah, separately,、sound. it's fine. Yeah. But when become together,、mm-hmm. it's difficult.、Mm-hmm. It makes it a lot harder because you have to make the sounds faster one、mm-hmm. after another, right? It's immediate. There's、mm-hmm. no little pause between to kind of reset <laughs> your、mm-hmm. mouth, your articulators. So. It's hard. It's really hard. That's something that I, I struggle with all the time. And instead of like having the Y sound, like you, 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 it ends up being like, do like ru or ro because I can't get the y in there quick enough. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It makes me feel a little bit better that you agree. It's a hard、yeah. sound combination to make. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then one last one that I can think of is、uh, it's kind of hard to explain. But so Japanese is what's called an agglutinative language, which means extra things are added on to the end of the verb、mm. to make it one long word. To change the tense or the, the mood or all kinds of things to make it negative or positive, which means you can end up with one really, 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 really long word. <laughs> <laughs> And the more things that are added onto the word, it could be a verb or adjective, it makes it a lot harder for me to say. And harder to keep track of because I'm thinking of how to pronounce it, but I'm also thinking of what each piece means and which, how to change it and use it. And it goes beyond pronunciation, but even just saying them is really hard. So, one that is notoriously really hard, and I don't even know if I can say all the way, I'll <laughs> give an example. So, the word for warm is atatakai.、Mm. Warm, right? If you want to make it negative to say it's not warm, see, I can't even say it. <laughs> Thank you, teacher. <laughs> 
if you want to say like it was warm, like atatakakata. Good. Atatakakata. Atatakakata. It was warm. <laughs> Now it wasn't warm. I can't say it. Atatakakunakata. <laughs> Good. Perfect. <laughs> Right, but you see how slow I have to. I can't just say that at a normal conversation speed.、Mm. I have to slow it down and think piece by piece. And this word specifically is very hard. Yeah, some words are not as difficult, but this one in particular is very challenging because of all the tat and the kat and the ku and. The <laughs> so yeah,、mm. the original. The original word "atatakai," including the word we use in conjugation,、mm-hmm. and then originally the word has two "ta" already. Yes,、so、that sound that makes this word really difficult when it's conjugated. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I have heard.、So, yeah, it's not just this word. Some there are some other words that are similar with these kind of. Mm-hmm. Very,、uh, I don't even know. They have a lot of hard sounds in them, like the cut and the t.、Mm-hmm. Um, uh, with when they have a lot of those together, it makes these longer, you know, conjugations very hard to pronounce.、Mm-hmm. Very, very hard. But again, not for all of them. For a lot of words, it's very easy, and you don't have to think about it. But some of these, man. It's really hard. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. And then this word, it it means warm. So you want to use a lot. Sure. It was warm yesterday. It's so easy in English, <laughs> right? Yeah. Ah. Atatakakatta desu ne. Yeah, it's long. Atatakakunakatta yo. It wasn't warm. <laughs> It's so hard. <laughs> so yeah, I would say these are some of my biggest struggles. In general, I feel like there's enough overlap between English and Japanese, and I also think that because I studied Spanish for a long、mm-hmm. time, that pronunciation helped me a lot to prepare for speaking Japanese, especially the R sound.、Mm. The R sound in Spanish and Japanese is quite similar.、Mm. So I feel like I have a lot less、uh, trouble than maybe some native speakers do, but these are some things that definitely get me a lot as I speak.、Mm. <laughs> I still have a lot of trouble with them. Yeah, but again, we just keep on practicing. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, what you said is. My students also usually struggling with. Yeah, like, I was gonna ask: Do they、uh, have similar issues, or do they have some other issues that I didn't note? Um, I think yeah, most of them you said are really common, like larirero,、mm-hmm. and also conjugations issues. Those are really common,、mm. and even you know, like intermediate students. They seems really difficult because they have to use those a lot. That's why they feel like, oh, I couldn't say that again. I couldn't、yeah. say that again. You know, <laughs> I totally understand. Right. It's not like we can just ignore it. We have to use it for regular yeah. conversations.、So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I also feel something I want to add is maybe she sound.、Mm. For some students, seems so difficult to pronounce she.、Mm. For example, shi,、uh, seven, nana, or shitsumon,、mm. question. Those sound、uh, seems really difficult for them. Yeah, but I would say this is really depends on students' background, because、mm-hmm. I teach in US, so some students. Learn other foreign languages before, or they use other language at home.、Mm. So then, these sounds are not that difficult for them. I would say, like Spanish speaker,、mm. 
mm-hmm. I feel they're good at those sound. Mm. I feel they don't have any issues. Mm-hmm. But of course, it's individual individual differences. Maybe some student, even they speak Spanish, may be difficult. Mm-hmm. But I feel non-Spanish speaker student, I feel they're difficult to pronounce this sound. Mm. Do Spanish has she sound? I'm trying to remember. I don't feel like I notice she she. I don't <laughs> I I don't think there's a specific she. Mm. I can't think of anything where it's she. Uh they have like C. Mm. Ah, so nice. but like the, the H sound is different in Spanish. Mm. Like if you were to say uh until the word for until is hasta and it starts uh. with an H, but the H is quiet. Uh. Um the sound for H is a the letter J. Mm. So like the word for young is mm. joven, but it starts with a J. So they have the H sound, but you wouldn't, I can't think of a way to combine it with an S. Mm. It's been a long time since I studied Spanish, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah. So it's really depends on student background. So that's kind of interesting for me. Mm-hmm. And also another difficulties I found for my student is small tsu, uh, uh-huh. double consonant. Because, mm-hmm. for example, kata means mm-hmm. both, mm. like a past tense of by. Kata, like we kind of stop once, kat and ta. Yeah, I think that's a kind of rhythm thing you have to get used to. It's a very natural Japanese rhythm to have those small little breaks in between with that suit. When mm-hmm. I first when I first learned Japanese, it was kind of weird, but after practicing it for a little while, it, mm. I got comfortable with it. Yeah, so. maybe they're not used to the sound mm. or technique, I guess. Mm-hmm. I will say there is one case where it gets kind of weird and that's when you're like quoting people so like the small mm. suit and then te ah like po ite imashita but te ta like these kind of ah versions yeah again it's for me it's a lot of the those harsh sounds combined with each other and <laughs> the small too. yeah and the small too which makes me need to like pause for a second it just feels like the rhythm is weird to me Mm. that's another one yeah yeah but that's one of the only spots where it still feels kind of weird Mm. otherwise the small two is not too hard anymore I see Mm. yeah I think most of my students are beginner level that's why I see a lot Mm. they're struggling with small two but when I teach like intermediate or advanced I barely see student saying it's difficult to pronounce but just it's really interesting for me because I didn't know before I teach that sound is difficult not only this like even but kind of is makes sense because that's why I'm so struggling with R and L yeah, we literally don't have that sound in English. And you guys don't have the R and L sounds in Japanese. So that's going to be harder right away just because it's not a sound that you grew up practicing and learning, mm-hmm. right? Compared to like A, I, U, E, O. Like you can find all of those sounds in English somewhere. Mm-hmm. So it's not as hard, but yeah, sounds that just don't exist in your language. <laughs> Yeah. Much harder to pick up, I feel like. Yeah. Much harder. So in this episode, we kind of picked apart our flaws or our struggles with pronunciation. And I just want to say, like, for anybody out there who's trying to learn another language, don't feel discouraged if you can't speak perfectly. 
you know, I think it's a very high bar to set for yourself to try and sound like a native speaker. Mm. There are so many components that go into making a natural sounding speaker and it's not something that's easy to achieve. So if you feel frustrated, like all of us have been there, <laughs> it's yeah. okay to feel that way, you know? And I tell my students this too. I firmly believe this. Like, I, I don't think you need to sound like a native speaker. Mm. I think it's okay not to. I think your goal should be, you know, to speak in a way that's understandable and clear. Mm-hmm. But it's okay if your vowel sounds are a little strange, or it's okay if you pronounce a word a little bit funny, as mm-hmm. long as they can understand you. That yeah. way it's less, it's less pressure on yourself <laughs> to mm-hmm. be perfect because it's so hard to achieve. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, of course, it's important to pronounce properly, correctly, but at the same time, it's not a good idea you stick with just trying to pronounce like uh, well or accurately mm-hmm. and then if that discourage you not to speak or not to go out and just be silent that's not good so mm-hmm. I think it's nice to uh, practice pronunciation but don't worry too much usually yeah. people can understand from context or like from the situation so I think it's more important to important to just try and get feedback practice keep doing this cycle then mm-hmm. you will improve your potential will be improved someday. Absolutely. 100% agree. Mm. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for talking with me about this today. Pronunciation is, yeah, pronunciation is one of my favorite topics. It's one of my favorite things to practice. And so I really enjoyed breaking down our own (laughs) kind of difficulties with it. It was a lot of fun. That's good. Thank you for talking to me too. See you next time. Bye. If you enjoy listening to our show, please consider leaving us a rating or comment on your preferred podcasting platform. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, feel free to email us at foreignexchangeprogrampod at gmail.com. We'd love to get some feedback from you all. You can find us on Instagram as well at Foreign Exchange Program Pod. So feel free to follow us on there, send us a message and get notified when new episodes are released. Thanks for listening.